Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm a hardy lad. You big kind of bastard! Where'd you get your shoes? Jesus Christ! One gamba. This is the Dave Duke Podcast. Bring your jackets and boots. And we are live from the house with the heat on for Dave Duke, the podcast, episode 24. Geoquitch, how are we doing today? My name is Dave Duke. I think we've already established that. Unless this podcast has started randomly playing or you're overhearing it. Hi, I am your host and this is... Episode 24. The heat is on, lads. The heat is on. It's September. We have visitors coming. They're staying to go to the Plowing Championships. And we thought it was best to throw on a bit of heat to make sure that the house is warm and comfortable and welcoming to our dear visitors here in the heart of the Midlands alone. Been some muck and shite spread all over the place at the Plowing Championships little bit disappointed that I didn't get to go this year. But how and ever, it'll be grand. And also, the rain and the muck and the misery and misfortune has kind of taken away some of the FOMO. On Monday, I was very much off the case of, fuck, should have booked off a couple of days for the plowing, even a day itself. Flirted with the idea of heading to it in the morning and then getting back for the radio show but they had a one-way system on the way in and then it reversed at two o'clock and everybody out the gap that way. Very clever idea. So imagine a two-lane road in the morning, both lanes going the one direction, everybody in, 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 get them in and then reverse at two o'clock, everybody out, 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 two lanes. Very clever system. However, not so clever, not really having any more of a plan then hope for the car parks and all the people being towed out and getting stuck in shit. How do we do today? I come to you calm and serene, a little bit tired from going to Shania Twain. Man, 
Do I feel like a woman? Wow, 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 wow. We're going to get stuck into angry stories in a minute or so. All those times. I should say some of those times. The juiciest of the times. Where I lost my fucking rag. Completely lost the plush with anger. It's an emotion that I struggle with when it flares up. It is not every day. Generally, I would say I'm not a very angry person. But when I get an anger attack, I'm a pure and utter prick. Before we get into that, Shania Twain. So Neve, my significant other, had a spare ticket very last minutely to go to Shania Twain. There was no buses going from Athlone. Couldn't get public transportation. Everything was taken up with the ploughing championships. So she asked, would I go? And I hemmed and I hawed. I'm very buffy. I'm a very buffy boy. I can't be swan enough to Shania Twain for a random Tuesday. How and ever. I accepted the offer. And I said, I'll drive. I won't drink. I'll be airport dad. Do you know what an airport dad is? The lad who's marching out in front. He's the lad who's carrying all the passports. He's the lad who gets no enjoyment out of the trip. He is there for a purpose. He is there for logistics only. So I took on the persona of airport dad. As a man, I fucking love having a purpose. I'm not one to be standing round at a show, to be standing round enjoying myself. I enjoy having a purpose. There's a reason why I don't go out that often when I'm not DJing. is because I feel I don't have a purpose. And then I might drink a little bit too heavily to keep myself merry and recreational cigarettes. A man has to have a purpose in this life. If he doesn't have a purpose, of what use or good is he? And that is what I envisioned and encapsulated. These are all fucking big words that I don't think I'm using in the correct way, but I do like saying them. So I took on that persona. Airport dad, I'm here for logistics, I'm here for parking, I'm not here to fully enjoy myself. I'll queue up at the bar for drinks, I'll carry the coats, I will do security. Don't you think I'm going to Shania Twain to let my hair down? So after about 20 minutes of spinning round three arena and Dublin docks, got a parking spot, Headed towards Three Arena. Didn't realise that I was walking towards the water. And I put another 20 minutes of a walk on myself. Got in. Queued for the drinks for Neve, Protected her. Made sure everything was alright. Enjoyed the concert and went home. Man! I feel like I have a purpose in this life. Now, now. Hence why I'm a little bit tired with you right now. I threw it out to my lovely, loyal Instagram listeners. L- Instagram listeners? Yeah, because they listen to the podcast and they follow me on Instagram. Let's call them that. Let's call you that if you're one of those. And I asked for suggestions for the Wheel of Topics. But instead of putting this on the Wheel of Topics and spinning the wheel, I'm going to cheat. And use Anne-Marie's topic straight up for the topic of today's podcast episode. The angriest you have ever been. 
Think about that yourself for a moment. Is there a day or a particular incident in time that jumps out to you? How angry were you? Why were you angry? Who were you angry with? I, on most occasions, when I am angry, it is at myself. I have done something stupid. I have rubbed a car wheel up against a curb and destroyed it. I have fucked up my dinner. I have drank too much and made a fool of myself and I am angry at myself the next day. I've forgotten someone's name. It's usually self-anger. But there are times where someone else makes you angry. There was an incident a few years ago, a mate of a mate, who I know now and he has settled down a little bit. But a mate of a mate was a fucking head case for a while. There was no rhyme or reason to anything he ever done. He was a little bastard. We used to live in Kinloch at the time, and the second angry story relates to that particular house as well, but let's go with the first. This lad got lifted by the guards of a night out. Drunk and disorderly, being an obnoxious prick, he was lifted and put in a cell. And the only way they were going to let him out of the cell was if somebody went in, lifted him, signed him out, essentially. My mate pleaded with me, let's call this fella Seamus. Seamus is in the cell. He can't get out. Will you please drive in? And we'll bail him out. Right, let's do that. Seamus is in the cell. My mate is on the tear. He's drunk. He's not going to drive in. Or else both of them are going to be in a cell. I don't particularly like Seamus. I think he's a bit of a fucking bollocks. But for my friend, we'll bail out Seamus. He's a friend of a friend. A friend of a friend is mine. Any enemy of my friend's is my my friend's enemy. You know that saying. I don't need to go over it again because I don't fucking remember it. In we go. Into the guards. Explain who I am. Explain what we're there to do. We're getting Seamus out. Give me the form. I'll sign it. Have a chat with the guard. There's no hard feelings. Seamus gets into the back of the car. He's laughing. He's not fairly fucking thankful. I'm thinking, Seamus, you little bollocks. It's half three in the morning. And I'm in here getting you out of a guard the cell to bring you home. And you don't even have the decency to say, hey man, thanks for that. We drive to the next town. We are slowly going through the town at about 40 kilometres an hour. And the door swings open. And Seamus escapes out of the vehicle. And takes off into the night. I took on the persona of a guard who had a prisoner who escaped. I wasn't thinking logically at the time. The logical thinking would have been, Ara, fuck him. Fuck you, Seamus. Off with you. Run as far and as quickly as you can, son. However, I thought, he's my responsibility. I'm after signing him out of the guard, the car, guard the shop, cop shop, I'm after signing him out of the cop shop. He is now my responsibility. So I take off after him. 
in the car. And we're chasing him through the town, through car parks, through little lanes. We are hunting this fella down like he's an ISIS terrorist being hunted down in the middle of Paris. We are going to get our man. It's lucky firearms aren't as plentiful here as they are in America because I would have been taking shots at him. Hit him in the legs. Hit him in the legs. Put him down. Put him down. Took off after him. He takes off. Disappears. We lose him. I feel like a bad Garda. Damn it. I'll never be in the guards. I let my suspect get away. However, the anger was brewing inside of me. The first incidents, he never thanks me for bailing him out. Getting him out of the cell. Now let that slide. But it's bubbling away. And then the fucker has the cheek to jump out and take off, running away from me. You're my responsibility. He wasn't that big of a deal. I could have let him run off. But the anger was building and building and building. Then we head back to our own house. And there's a house party across the estate. Myself and my mate who had asked me to bail his mate out, a.k.a. Seamus, we head to that house party. And who is there? Only Seamus. Seamus has made it back. Five miles, mind you. He's a quick runner. Perhaps he stole a car. Perhaps he got a lift. But there is Seamus, the famous one. And I go for him. Sober as a judge, I go for this fucker. And with my two hands, I grab his T-shirt. And I want to choke the life out of him. There and then, I wanted to throttle him with a box. You fucking bastard. I came in and bailed you out of the fucking cell. And you fucking jumped out of the car and took off. You fuck your virus. I lost the plot with him. Then all the locals jump in that I know and that are friends. Hey, 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 come down. Hey, 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 Dave, Dave, come down, man. Come down. Come down. What the fuck yeah, man? What is going on here? These people would have never seen me in a physical altercation. They would have never seen me that angry. They knew something was out of the ordinary when I was grabbing a lad. Wanting to choke him. I wouldn't be a lad who would be given dirty rubs or trying to start fights. It's not my style. I've never enjoyed it. Some people do go out with the mentality I want to get into a scrap. That was never me. If I had to stand in for one, I would, and I have, but I never went looking for it. And I didn't speak to him for ages. I've spoken to him on many occasions since, and we don't have a great relationship, but that that sounds like I'm saying, oh, we, we were such a thing and we don't have a great relationship now. I wouldn't be sitting at the bar drinking with him every weekend, but I'd certainly have a pint with him now. We were both a lot younger. We were both a lot more foolish. I took it too seriously. He had the fucking cheek to still jump out of my car after me taking him out of the cell. But time moves on. That was a really angry time. The same house that we were living in when that happened is 
the other period of time where I remember being really beside myself with anger. Furious. And this relates to the neighbours. They were, how do I put it? Cunts. <laughs> I think that's the most eloquent way of putting how our neighbours acted towards us. We were two lads in our early 20s. Bit of a bachelor's pad. Mrs. at the time. But it was still like a bachelorette-esque. A few bottles of beer in the evening. Fire on. Throw on a film. You making popcorn? Yeah, why not? Throw her on there. Not going to bed until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Toast for breakfast at 1pm. It was one of those pads. It was a great time. No money, only to pay the rent, and barely at that. And just two lads, living at large. He had a job, I was on the dole, done a bit of DJing at the weekends, had a few house parties, away you go. I was living my college life again. The neighbours started complaining about noise, essentially two weeks after we moved in. And it started one evening when we were watching a film at about 10 o'clock at night. The walls must have been paper thin. I'd say there was more wrapping on a snack bar than there was between us and them. The TV was at a moderate volume and they came over complaining. And they didn't go, Hiya lads, we're such and such. Sorry to bother you. Oh, fuck, the walls must be paper thin. We can hear the film. Oh, Jesus, that's awful. Maybe we'll put up some pattern. There was no line of gentle communication. It was straight up attack. And I still remember the ding-dong going off. Who the fuck could that be? Maybe it's our neighbours welcoming us into the neighbourhood. It was not. And from that day, the war started. We'd have a few house parties at the weekend, mostly Saturday nights. They would be complaining earlier and earlier. Every time we had a few over, there was a bit of noise in the house. It got really bad. To the point of you were terrified to bring over even one person because they'd be over complaining. And I understood their frustrations at the time. I still do to a certain extent. You don't want this happening. They had a childer or a child at the time. But the noise we were making, I can assure you of this. There's no way I can demonstrate to you, but I can assure you of this. It wasn't that bad. But the more they tried to be cunts to us, the worse we got. We dug in. And that is immaturity on our behalf. We're early 20s. You'd swear me ancient now. But you do daft shit when you're immature. And then you mature a little bit and you get better and you have more sympathy and empathy towards people. Our house parties started getting fucking out of control. It got to one Saturday night where I... And himself had a house party before we went to Kinloch. And then we went to Bundorn. 
And then we came back and we started the house party again. I could take it no more at this house party. And I went to bed at half five in the morning and the music was still going. I think it ended at about eight o'clock in the morning. Bad handling for the neighbours. What were they going to do, mate? Ring the guards? It's a civil dispute. They didn't ring the guards, though. They informed their relations. So we were all familiar with each other's families, by the way. This wasn't some blind strangers that you might be used to. This is a small country village. Everybody knows everybody. They knew my people. I knew their people, etc. They went to one of their people who went to one of my people. I hope you're with me now. So I'll row back just a second in case you're not. Me and mate in one house, couple in another. They're very dishappy with us, dissatisfied with the service, disgusted with the noise. They decide to take action into their own hands. They go cry into one of their relations. One of their relations goes to one of my relations. We still with me? Yeah? And they told my relation that if we didn't behave ourselves, that they were going to get the IRA to the house. (laughs) This is what it's like living on the border. People threaten the IRA, even though they might have fucking nothing to do with the Irish Republican Army. Should have asked which one, the provisional, the real. Which army? Which RA are you sending? They threatened to send the RA to my house. Our house, I should say. And I got fucking angry then. What tramp would threaten to send the Ra to a house over a house party? That was a very angry time. Do I really need to articulate to you how angry it could make you feel? Someone threatening to send the Ra because he had a house party? Ah, yeah, look, it might have went on a wee bit too long, but we were provoked. You can't come attacking of a random Wednesday night at 10 o'clock that they were watching the film too loud without facing the initial and subsequent consequences of us digging in being thick fuckers. We didn't last much longer in that house. My mate got a job. He was moving to Dublin. I wasn't going to stay in the house on my own, so we give it up but it was one cheap party house with paper-thin walls. I sincerely hope it has improved since then. Actually, I'm pretty sure that house has got burned since. I've never been able to confirm that. I'll find out for you at a later episode. I think someone ended up burning that house. Not from a house party. Just some shit happened in there. So those are the two angriest times I've ever been. The third time, I've been super angry. Has to do with being clamped. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've been clamped twice in my life. Same car park, same town, same fucker clamped me both times. How did this happen? How did the one fucker get you two times in the one car park? Did you not learn your lesson the first time? I did. He just thought he was cleverer than I was. This happened for locals and natives and those familiar with Athlone. The car park that is across from O'Brien's Wines in the town. That's where my barbers used to be holed up in a unit. And when I started going there, they told me there was a gentleman's arrangement with the clamper. That if nobody had a ticket, he would come in and say, hey, any lads own this car before I put a clamp on it? And he'd get the thumbs up or he'd get the shout, fuck that's mine, I'll go out and put a ticket on it now, I'll be done in five minutes. There was a bit of an agreement there. So I went for months, never put a ticket on my car. So I've got away with this on three or four occasions. I get a haircut about once a month, once every three weeks. Until a day in February of 2020. And it is pissing rain. I get a fresh trim. I put on my jacket. I say, see you later, lads. Good luck. Walk out the door and I see the clamp. Oh my fucking God, you bastard. Come in. I say, what the fuck? I thought there was a gentleman's arrangement. I thought he'd call in. Oh, must be a different fella. Must be a new fella. Gaslit. It was like there was never a gentleman's arrangement at all. Why did you tell me that? Have you told me a load of lies? Are you in cahoots with the clamper? I did not say those things. I carried on with my business. How the fuck am I going to get this clamp off? If it was today, I would have been marching to the nearest hardware or tool shop and buying an electric, battery-powered angle grinder and I would have cut it off myself. However, I was not as brave back then, so instead I rang the number that was on the big sticker plastered to the driver's window in my car. I'm just after being clamped. What the hell, man? I got the most soulless, brain-dead person on the phone from Apoka Clampers. I fucking hate them. They're a shower of bastards. Pure ignorance is what I was met with. Your man comes €120 for the clamp to be released. I'm arguing with him, telling my displeasure. What the hell... One word barred another. I give him the money. He released the clamp. I thought, you bastard. I'm going to get you in the long grass. Don't know how. Don't know why. 
It won't be physical, but I'm going to get you. However, it was he who got me. Another day it was piss and rain. And in this car park, there are some spaces where the front of the car is hard to access. So there's bushes on the front. You drive into those, essentially. So to get to see the front windscreen of the car, it's going to take a lot of effort. So on this particular day, I put the ticket on the back windscreen of the car. So you see it as you approach. Ah, this gentleman is parking. So he does. However, this fucker still clamps me. And the argument gets up. Same fucker, same car park, almost identical space. I have been clamped and I have a ticket this time. You bastard. So you have to ring a polka and then they ring their man and he comes. I'm not fucking paying this money. No way, there's the ticket. Literally, that's what I was met with. Pure stonewalled. Shown him the ticket. Look at it. Look at it there in your face right now. There is a ticket to say, I shouldn't have been clamped because I'm well within time and well within rights to be parked here. Stonewalled. It's 125 euro this time. Went up a fiver. 125 euro over a ticket that's a euro that I've had and still have. Take off the clamp, man. I have the ticket. No. Rang the guards. Said, this... I was absolutely bamboozled at how I could have a ticket and still be clamped. It felt illegal and I wanted to check rang at Lone Guard Station. I was like, come here, here's the crack. Exactly what I told you. And he said, oh, yeah, we've had a lot of problems with the clampers in that loan, but there's nothing we can do. It's a civil matter. You'll have to pay it and appeal it. That's what the guard told me himself. I said, thanks, guard. Good luck. Chat to you after, son. So I had to pay the fuckers again to get it released. My God, it killed me to pay the money. But this time I was going to fight it tooth and nail. I was fucking furious. I'm getting mad again thinking about it. That's how much anger there was at the time. Literally, I was like Chernobyl. Chernobyl for anger. There was so much radiation out of Chernobyl at the time that you couldn't go back to it for a hundred years plus. Nobody will ever live there again in the centre of Chernobyl because it's so radioactive. I was so angry at the time that retelling this story makes me furious again at about how ill-treated I was. Good guy. Joe, Joe, that's a fucking disgrace, Joe. A poker clampers are the worst shower of cunts. And I mean that. You know you can't actually be sued by a company in Ireland, only by an individual. So you can actually say a lot about companies. And I would like to say that a polka clampin, aka a polka parkin, are the worst shower of leeches, tramps, delinquents, idiotas, cons this country has ever seen. Anytime I see their 
Blue signs of Hoka Park and I spit in their general direction. Metaphorically, because spitting is disgusting. And I'd never do a thing like that. Fought it tooth and nail. So you can go through an appeals process. First of all, you appeal to them. You have to go direct to them and go, look, here are the photos of my ticket. I have it. Here's where I was parked. Here's what was happened. Give me back my fucking money, you poker. And then they just do this. No, we won't. We disagree with you. You have to go to the authority. The ombudsman. The middleman. You have to appeal to them. But you can't appeal to them until you appeal to those fuckers and they have like 28 days to respond and they responded on the 27th day. Give me that letter of you refusing my appeal. Right. Let's go to the next higher uppers. I put a proposal together that seen me going out and measuring signs. I sent them 12 photos, video footage, scans of the ticket, everything. Covid kicked in, had to wait for months and months and months until the day arrived where I was told I was fucking successful and I got my money back. It turned into a story on the show, just something that naturally happened and people got invested in and I donated the money, I got back €125. I split it between a dog's charity and a mental health charity. There's actually a fundraiser that a fella is doing at the moment called Liam Cox, Lap of the Map. He is doing it for the charity that I donated some of the money to. Yeah, northweststop.ie, it's a mental health charity, uh, stopping suicide, people with their mental health. Um, I must get in touch with that man, actually. Yeah, he's running the entire, not length of Ireland, but the outline of Ireland. So lapofthemap.ie or just Google lap of the map, you'll find out. Split the money between a dog's charity in Galway and give money to Northwest Stop when I got the clamping back. It became more about beating the clampers than it actually got about. became more about beating the clampers than me getting my money back. But we got it back. So fuck a poke of clamping. Fuck a poke of clampers. He fucking shower wankers. And any time I see their signs popping up in a new car park, I get so disgusted. Why would you bring those vermin into your life? God, I'm an angry man, am not I? Me telling you I'm calm and serene and lovely about everything. Oh, my God. I'm so... Look after your mental health, guys. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, don't let anyone get you down. Here's me losing the rag. About clampers. Time for today's gospel. The gospel according to Dave Duke to the listeners of the Dave Duke podcast, episode 24. Gospels are usually preachy, and this one is going to be no different. Drink more water. Are you drinking enough water? Are you sure? Oh, it's very difficult and I'm running to the toilet all the time. The benefits of drinking more water versus the negatives are vastly superior. By you drinking more water, your skin will look better. It's why I look so youthful at 30. 
have beautiful skin. My eyes thank me every time I drink a glass of water. My eyes are so pretty that gay lads message me on Instagram to tell me so, even though they know I'm straight. That's down to water. Not good genetics. Not exercise or loads of sleep. Literally, water keeps me pretty as I am. (laughs) I'm deluded, but I'm not, because I'm serious about H2O. Your concentration levels go up. Energy levels go up. You don't have a dry mouth all the time. Your hangovers aren't as bad. You're more productive. You don't feel as bloated. Water. Drink more. Please. That is the gospel according to Dave Duke. He loves water. Well, this is where we must conclude episode 24 of the Dave Duke Podcast. I've been Dave Duke. Thank you very much to the 200 people who have taken their beautiful thumb or index finger and decided to give this podcast five stars. 200 people. Just picture 200 people in a room and they're all going five stars. If you're one of them, thank you. If you're not one of them yet, you can do so now. And if you want to give it four stars, don't. (laughs) There will be no four-star critics here. It's five stars or none of fucking tall. From me, Dave Duke, to you, genuinely, thank you so much for listening. It's great to have your ears. Take it, Savage. Handy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.